Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the Minnesota Sports Collaboration Podcast Show, where we highlight all of our Minnesota content creators, shows, and friends here on the program. Poppy, how's it going? It's going great, man. I'm excited to come together with all of our friends. You've heard them on our show, or if you're listening on their show, maybe you've heard us jump in with them. But uh, every week, we're going to have little teasers and snippets from everybody's shows in one spot on all of our feeds so you can get a little taste. And hey, if you haven't listened to one, go check them out. Throw everyone a quick little subscribe and let's make everyone happy. Now, Isha, what's the first one we have here for this week? We're going to throw it to you. Locked on Wild. Our boy Seth Topol drops daily Minnesota Wild content with a wide range of guests. Here's a quick clip of some of his recent content. I just, I can't make a compelling argument anymore to break up the chemistry that we've seen with Matt Boldy and Kevin Fiala. Uh, those guys just feed off of each other in a similar manner to what Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello do. And with where things are at with the Colorado Avalanche, in order to keep pace with them, the Wild have to up the ante on offense to uh, to try to keep up with the Avs when they go toe-to-toe. If you go toe-to-toe with them in the playoffs, as we saw with the Vegas Golden Knights, you have to have more than one line that is capable of scoring and capable of doing so dynamically. The Golden Knights just keyed in on Kirill Kaprizov, and that pretty much shut the rest of the offense down. If you have the Kaprizov line rolling into the playoffs. If you have the Fiala line rolling into the playoffs, that gives this team a level of danger that makes them a real concern for their opponents in how do you defend this team? How do you guard these guys? Who do you pick to guard? And so I I think after being on the dumb side of this argument when the season started, just with the way that uh, that this whole thing kind of played out with uh, with Kevin Fiala going to arbitration, it just seemed to me like it was a foregone conclusion that Fiala was going to be gone. And he could very well have been, until Matt Boldy got the call, 
to uh, to come up and to uh, to play on that line with Kevin Fiala because once that combo happened, everything flipped, everything changed, and so Lockdown Wilds pains us to do so. Lockdown Wild is on the Matt Dumba side of this trade argument because it's easier in-house to replace him than it would be if you lose Kevin Fiala. So make the call, General Manager Bill Guerin, and uh, see what you can get in return over the, uh, the salary cap relief that it would bring. Again, if you like what you heard, you can follow all of Seth's great content by searching Locked On Wild wherever you get your podcasts or checking them out on social at Locked On Wild. Uh, next, we have <laughs> yours truly, the Soda Pod. Uh, we'll tease our other contributors later, but Hoppy and I talk everything Minnesota Wild beer and hockey. Here's a teaser from our most recent episode. We, uh, we got approached by KFan to do the beer. And they were like, well, we want it in time for, you know, a training camp. And I'm like, that's six weeks away. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you do realize, like, this isn't just, like, something on a digital screen. This is something we got to brew, get approvals, labeling, all kinds of stuff. They're like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you don't. Um, and so what it was is we were we took Copacetic and we were going to make it Skolsh, right? Purple can bottom. Uh, kind of play on the, the Vikings things and they loved it. They loved the beer, tasted great. We were all set. I said, I can have this ready. All I got to do is get a new design. Um, and uh, they go, well, wait, we got to go talk to the Vikings. I'm like, no, we don't. They're like, no, no, we have a contract for their radio show. We, we gotta, we gotta talk to the Vikings. And I'm like, no, you don't. There's no infringement here. There's nothing going on. Uh, but if you go ask them, that's going to start a big chain reaction problem. Well, they're like, well, we got to. <clears throat> so they did. And so we get the uh, call. Well, we need to meet. So they show up with six lawyers uh, and a sales guy. And we show up with our one lawyer um, and me. And we're, um, they're like, you, you can't use the design. You can't, you can't have a K-Fan beer be skulsh. Like, why not? Well, because you're using all of our stuff. And uh, I, I'm like, what are we doing? We're, we're doing skulls. And they're like, well, our thing is skull, you know. I said, but do you have a trademark on it? We're like, yeah, we do. Uh, for 28 product categories, not one of which includes beer. Well, yeah, but and I said, and then you got a purple can. Like, yep, and we particularly use the purple that's not your purple. We looked up your PMS number. Um, we went through the whole, you know, they, you've got this on there. You've got a uh, helmet with horns. And our lawyer reaches down on the floor and picks up three other brands of beer that have helmets with horns. Like, <laughs> have you said anything to them? Okay. Um, and then they go, hey, you're doing this thing on there. And the, she reaches down and picks up three more cans of other brands of beer. Have you called them in? And they're like, so what I'm, what I'm, what I'm hearing, because you're not saying anything, is that you recognize that we're not actually infringing on anything of your intellectual property. 
and they're like, but it's it's the whole use of it together, you know. Oh, so yeah. it's like a constellation that makes an image of something. Mm. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's like a constellation. And I said, okay, well, we knew you were going to say that. So we came up with this new design. <laughs> and we're going to change this, change this, and change this. And you can go back and tell your bosses that you got us to concede. Okay, we can do that. But you can't have the K-Fan. So, okay, now in three weeks, we got to have a new K-Fan. So we invented a new can by taking an old design, changing the colors, slapped wow. it on there. And if you remember, what's K-Fan? K-Fan unfiltered? Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody. But it's basically the Skolsh unfiltered. <laughs> wow what a story what a story that's amazing I love it. Oh, it's great some... too because it's 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 like the reverse oj where they come in with all these like big lawyers against the little guy and it's like no nah, we're putting yeah, we've got place. our one little lawyer <laughs> she's got a box i love it behind her with all the different stuff <laughs> and they just stare at her and at the end the best part and i'm like you know you're a billion dollar corporation you can tie us up forever whether we're right or we're wrong so we're already planning to concede we just want to not lose all our inventory and not do this you know if you didn't hate what you just listened to you can find all of our content at the soda pod on social that being twitter facebook and youtube or by searching the soda pod wherever you get your podcasts who's up next minnesota sports chat those new to ross or minnesota sports chat you get anything from a unique spin on minnesota sports to the wrecks of a frozen pizza connoisseur. Tim, there's no guarantees with the team across the river in St. Paul that they will win the Stanley Cup, but this has to be, at least since a couple of those Mike Yo teams made it to the second round of the playoffs, this is the closest team that I feel could win a Stanley Cup. No doubt. I mean, I have to go back to, you know, the North Stars made two runs for the Cup, and, and both times they were so unlikely. Uh, that that uh, it, w- it was very fun to watch. They just caught lightning in a bottle, almost like the way the Montreal Canadiens did last spring. And and all of a sudden they were in you know the finals, and you were like, how did that happen? But a whole generation of people have grown up in this market, and they know nothing about you know playoff hockey and and making a Stanley Cup run. And this year it's going to be even later because they had originally delayed because of the Olympics, and they've set the schedule back further. So I mean, they could be playing to like almost the fourth of July. Um, but they're capable of it right now, the way this team looks. And I, if you would have told me this two years ago, I couldn't even have fathomed a path to where they would be, where they are right now. Uh, but to see that they go four lines, they really go four lines deep and, and, uh, three solid sets of defensemen with, with a Kakinen playing the way he has recently, two very, very solid, if unspectacular goaltenders. And the, the coolest thing about this is Ross is the spectacular goaltender. They drafted him last spring, and he is bleeping outstanding. So when I see them locking a lot of these younger players up for longer terms, I just believe within two years we're going to have this uh, young Swedish kid between the pipes, and and they're going to be a uh, they're going to be a handful for any team going forward. Right now, I would give Bill Guerin uh, my four hundred one k. I would give him whatever. What, what is it you need, Bill? Oh, you got it. You know, just it's all yours because I just trust the man that much. Everything he has touched to this point has turned out to be gold. You know, he could have my 401k if he wants it, but I've been in broadcasting too long for it to be a very meaningful endeavor for him. <laughs> so I'll 
I'll leave it at that. Kaprizov, is he the most exciting hockey player? I may have even asked you this question, so I apologize if I'm repeating this question. But is he the most exciting hockey player you have ever seen in the state of Minnesota? I know Madano was really good and really exciting in his own right, but a different type of player. When you watch Kaprizov, the average sports fan, not even hockey fan, Tim, the average sports fan can watch him skate and see the things he does with the puck and without the puck and say, wow, he's special. He's the real deal. There's no doubt. And I really can't even compare him to anyone. I mean, from a sense of creativity, I hate to say it, but it's almost Gretzky-like. The things he can do with with the stick and the puck, but the way he sees the ice, the way he knows where teammates are without looking. He has so many blind passes. Tell me one that doesn't end up on a teammate's you know, tape. You know, it's it's just it's it's phenomenal. And I'm a little less wild this year than I was last year when you just watched the entire team. Everybody jumped up because guys were literally thinking of the game in a different way and playing so much more confidently than they had been just by having him on the team and on the ice. And the impact has been remarkable. And and I, I watched the, you know, this year, when, was he going to sign? Was he not going to sign? For how long? And I had my Minnesota FOMO was off the charts because I thought for sure he was going to you know, say, I'll just do the one more year and then I'll go someplace else. Doesn't want to be in Minnesota. And when he resigned and, and I saw the relationship with Zuccarello and, and with Garen and that he wants to be here, you look at Hartman takes that contract three years, 5.1 million when he was got to go into free agency. I mean, he t- took one for the team. He's like, I just want to be here. Uh, just this week, we saw uh, the big rig signed a three-year contract extension, Jordan Greenway, very team friendly. You're watching guys wedging their contracts in under the thing so they can all be part of this because they all believe this thing is not a one-hit wonder. This is a team that's building itself up for for a sustained run of success. You can find this beauty on social at Brendel Ross. That's B-R-E-N-D-E-L Ross. And his podcast by searching Minnesota Sports Chat on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Who's up? Judd's Buds. Mutant, Spitter, Sicko, Z. We don't care what you call him. To us, Spokes Z just means elite prospect coverage. Here's a preview of the brilliant ramblings you can hear on Judd's Buds. I told you if you kept him and Fiala together, uh, they will flirt with a point per game. You know, in those nine games, five goals, or sorry, four goals, five assists. He's a plus eight. Uh, and Fiala in those nine games has points in all those games, and he has 11, of, 11 points in those nine games. So they work really well together. Um, a lot of nights they make Freddie Gaudreau look really good too. Um, I still wonder what it would look like if they made a big trade for a second line center. Uh, who would that be? I'm not really sure. Um, you know, you have a couple ideas. You have the ones that have been thrown out all year long in Giroux or Hurdle or Pavelski maybe. Um, even though Giroux and Pavelski haven't really played a whole lot of center this year, uh, they're good enough that, you know, you put them between two good players. doesn't really matter. And again, like we said before, Matt Boldy pretty much plays like a center. Um, I think he's like 60% the faceoff tot. So he obviously hasn't taken a ton. Um, but, you know, he's just a really well-rounded player. He's been NHL ready. He probably could have played last year at the end of the year, but there was no reason to force it. Um, 
but he's really just taken the opportunity and ran with it. And he clearly has no interest in going back down to Iowa and riding those buses and paying for those subs, those soggy subs in the back of the bus. Uh, so good for him. He's not going anywhere. Um, you know, I, imagine if he was healthy all year, you know, where would they, where would he be now? I mean, they're still in a pretty good spot regardless, but where would Matt Boldy be if he was healthy all year in the NHL? So good for him. Um, glad to see it. he's been the most NHL ready. I'm not surprised at all. Um, just a solid player, just a ridiculously good prospect that people kind of forgot about in the wake of cold coffee, Cole Caulfield lighting it up last year for Montreal, kind of. Um, but he's awesome, man. He's just clearly getting more and more confident every game. Um, so that's good to see. He's not intimidated by the NHL whatsoever. He loves having the puck on a stick. It's glued to his stick. Um, so, you know, you're looking at a kid whose ceiling looks like a Mark Stone, right? Um, he can score. He defends really well. Um, you know, he has the puck a lot for a winger. He does a little bit of everything. So good for him. Uh, not going anywhere. Boom. Next. Uh, Marcus Foligno looks like he's going to be back soon because they are reassigning guys to the taxi squad or sending them back down to Iowa. I think Kyle Rao went back down to Iowa. Uh, the taxi squad's going to be going away here, so there's going to be a lot of movement all around the league. Um, I'll be curious to see what Minnesota does. Um, obviously, Matt Boyle's not going anywhere. I'm kind of wondering what they're going to end up doing with Dewar. He hasn't really shown you any kind of reason that he shouldn't be the lineup anymore, but I do wonder what happens when Nick Bugstad comes back. I don't know how, I don't think he's all that close, to be honest with you. I think that injury was pretty fucking bad. Um, but, you know, Rao, so Rao's going back down. So that means Felino's close, uh, probably ready to go. Um, like the most Marcus Felino play, by the way, to get hurt on, right? He's going out of nowhere to block that shot, diving and going flying into the boards. Um, but hopefully he'll be good. I mean, just another solid here, right? Like defensively ridiculous. Like we said before, that line hasn't given up a goal, even strength. He's scoring a ton of goals. He's on track for over 20. Um, I don't know how many people saw that in the cards for him, like ever. So good for him. Um, but, you know, with, the, with if, when that's your third line and you have two lines in front of them that are scoring, it, it's just an absolute, like, force like how do you the, the minnesota wild right now and they're at their best they're just a matchup nightmare you got those top two lines that score in their sleep then you have to go out and deal with the third line that's going to hit you into the next fucking century um and they score you know yul erickson leads the team in power play goals like come on um you know in the fourth line they just do a little bit of everything just a buzzsaw every shift you have psycho Duhame, you have dewey the two deweys um you know, and then you got Nico Stern buzzing around doing a little bit of everything too. So it's just teams that are able to roll four lines. It's, those are teams that go on deep playoff runs when they're not relying on one line. So, you know, they have a lot of things working for them. Uh, but hopefully Felino's good to go and he'll be back. Um, Cause again, that just makes this team. He's just a special player. He's just heart and soul guy. Um, does a little bit of everything. Uh, he's tough as shit. He'll go anybody. Um, he's just a fucking gamer. So he's awesome. He's the best. I love that guy. That clip of him and Spurgeon chirping the, the fucking Rangers fans and posing for the photo as they were raining trash on. What a bunch of pieces of shit. 
And then the, those two are just sitting there laughing and posing for a photo. Hilarious. And then Felino tells him to check the fucking scoreboard. How are you? Um, but I think that's really all the news I have, like in terms of headline news. We can move on. Uh, we can talk about Iowa. But before we do that, let's pay some bills. Okay. Let me tell you. Let's talk about some DraftKings shit. <clears throat> yeah, let's talk about DraftKings. The moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here. In honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Just bet $5. Five. Get 280 in free bets if your team wins. DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in New York, meaning you can bet from almost a third of the country. What? If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, play DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest for Super Bowl 56. New customers can get free shots at $1 million top prize with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Do it right now. Use promo code THPN and get 56 to one get why whoa get 56 to one odds on either team bet just five dollars and get 280 and free bets if your team wins that's promo code thpn at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of super bowl 56 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state specific responsible gaming sources void where prohibited gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in tennessee call or text the tn red line 1-800-889-9789 in connecticut call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in new york call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text HOPE NEW YORK 467-369. They changed up that fucking ad read and that fucked me up. Um, wow. Dudes fucking rock. If you want more, you can find him every Tuesday and sometimes uh, we, we don't really know with him. He's kind of a wild card, maybe even Thursdays on the soda pod feed so same podcast feed as before but if you want to follow him specifically and for some reason you haven't already you can check him out on twitter at spoked z who do we got wild takes on the mn wild leg of 10k takes dev and zooch talk hockey and nonsense bringing you their wild takes every week here's some of their latest work in all reality, the Blackhawks are not very good. I thought they were going to be good, but they're not very good. Flurry looks like he doesn't want to play anymore. But, I mean, honestly, we kind of had that feeling, though. We talked about that. Yeah. He was he was going to retire. Like, the initial thing, he got traded there, and he's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to play anymore. Right. And then he, and I think Marc-Andre Flurry, stand-up guy, really good dude. was Love like, the flower. Okay. Right. And he was like, okay, I can't just retire. They traded me here. I got to play at least a year for him. You know, like I can't just, they can't just trade for me and I'm going to retire. You know, he's a stand up yeah. guy. He had to play a year for him, but I don't think he's, you know, as and good I think as he we was all... for Vegas, but I think the people in front of him aren't as good either. So no, I, agree. I mean, that, that, that kind of has a, a step to that. Exactly. I, I think that, um, I think that we all kind of saw nobody expected Fleur to have another Vezina season, right? right? Like the man just won the Vezina at 36. He had an incredible year last year. 
part of that was because that Vegas team was really good, but the, a large part of it was deserved. Like he was truly incredible last year. Oh, he was great in the playoffs, dude. And he especially in the playoffs. Team. And then the one play happened and then, you know, he gets chased out of town and Montreal goes mm-hmm. to the cup final. And yeah, it's a, it's a giant uh, Ole Miss does the pissing dog celebration. What yes. if, <laughs> you know, the, the, about that. the tree, the, the tree of consequences from that moment in college football are hilarious. And I truly think that in four or five years, there's a very strong potential for there to be a similar butterfly effect from Mark Andre Fleury, uh, accidentally pus- passing the puck to, uh, I, I want to say it was Cole Caulfield, but I honestly don't remember who it was. On was, the it, was there a similar effect to when that there was dude Nick from Suzuki. Florida? And that dude from Florida threw <laughs> LSU dude shoe last year. Was that, that last was, year? Yeah. <laughs> Picked a shoe up and just threw it down the field for no reason. Same energy, like, man. Hey. All right. Here we are. The first ever episode of The Call Up with Kid Jen. Uh, this is when I will be bringing in wild prospects, high school prospects, former players, current players, whatever we want to talk about just the game of hockey and how they are doing as human beings, because that's important. Um, so on the first ever episode, I want to introduce everybody here to Sam Henches of St. Cloud State University. Um he, I've known this kid for a little bit here. Uh, we got to know each other through the draft in 2018 uh, when it was in Dallas. He wasn't there, but that's how we connected. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have as the first episode uh, uh, of my show. So, Sammy, how are you doing? Introduce the world to yourself. Good, good. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Let's just say you guys are manifesting that you win gold, right? What is... So besides being with your teammates and the cup and, you know, doing all that stuff, like, like what is the first, like, like beverage that you want? Do you think like, like you're 22, so you can say this glass of milk, probably. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) What? Chocolate milk recovery. Dude, you had media training before this shit, didn't you? Oh my god, that's the most athlete answer I've ever heard. <laughs> chocolate fucking milk? No, it wasn't oh, even chocolate, chocolate milk. Cho- like chocolate protein too? I said milk the first time, but are you hanging out with Zach Parise? Is he like, is he training you? No, why? He well, he was a sponsor for milk. I'm pretty sure. He sure was. <laughs> <laughs> That that that's a straight out of the Parise playbook right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Look god, this you fucking got, guy. This guy's got a jug of fair hey, fair life is the best though. I'm lactose intolerant, so I love a good fair life every once in a while. Figured so- you'd be lactose intolerant. <laughs> You fucking ass. Um, but yeah, I know you're still in the same spot there. Uh, you you got your nice little mini fridge there, so that that's good to see. That's good to see that you're still doing the, the same thing. Got the, the television that I think I've turned on three times this whole year, dude. That's in the same spot it was in. No, it was up. It used to be up there, but I got the. I can like flip it around. Oh my god, you're living! Can you give us a little tour? <sighs> Got the. I've always said there's nothing more uh, understandable than a backwards virtual tour. Oh, hell yeah. You're all probably already following 10K takes at 10K underscore takes if you're not. 
Uh, but go follow their hockey dedicated feed at Wild Takes 10K. And of course, search Wild Takes wherever you get your podcasts. Who do we got? MNCAA, hosted by Nick Maxson. You get your weekly dose of Minnesota College Puck. Here's a look at what you can expect for all six Division I programs. The difficult weekend. I mean, there's no way to sugarcoat it. I mean, we talked about it on our show quite a bit. Um, also, a pleasure to be uh, in this week, as always. But, yeah, um, it's difficult because not to say that, obviously, a- an easy win is an easy win, right, for the Huskies. But the thing that's difficult is you like to see the game be at least somewhat close. You like to feel like all the teams have some semblance of being in the NCHC. There's hasn't been many times in history where teams have looked like they didn't belong on an ice sheet with another NCHC team over the course of a weekend. Everybody has bad nights, but yeah, not pretty for the Red Hawks. And, uh, you know, I mean, wishing them the best of luck. Hopefully they can rebound a little bit. They obviously have a tough schedule as always. Um, but uh, if you're a Huskies fan, uh, a lot of good things to take from it. A lot of good things. We'll we'll touch on those here in just a moment here, Noah. Uh, but, you know, kind of ironic too, in the same sense that for, for a St. Cloud, it, it gets tough, right? Uh, they start yeah. this weekend with North Dakota. We'll obviously touch on that. And then it doesn't get any easier from there. Uh, Denver, and then you slot in uh, two, well, albeit two, you know, spaced apart, uh, singular home games on Tuesday, February 8th. And the next one, I believe, was the 23rd. Uh, you might have to double check my math on that. But then in between that, also the University of Denver, Western Michigan. So it, it's a very touch stretch here for St. Cloud coming up as we get close to tournament time. And that's both the conference as well as the NCAA tournament. Uh, but first, let's recap uh, Friday and Saturday against Miami here. Uh, quite, and again, we, we hate to say it, honestly, uh, but it was pure domination by the Huskies. Yeah, it was. Uh, like you mentioned, Denver, Western, Omaha, CC, and Duluth left for St. Cloud on the docket there. So um, like uh, like you had also alluded to, um, an 11-1 to finish for the Huskies uh, on Friday night, and then an 8 to nothing finish setting an NCHC record for most goals over the course of a weekend in conference play with 19, surpassing the Huskies record. I thought it was 16. It was actually 17. It was actually a series back in 1994 in the Division One era um, against Air Force. So um, apologies to those who asked on the Twitter question on our piece, but yeah, the Huskies, I mean, what more can you ask for? Um, you know, some of the, some of the really cool stat lines that kind of came out of this weekend, St. Cloud state uh, in terms of goals and assists per players uh, combining for 42 points this weekend. Average. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, at eight point weekend from Nick Perbix, including a record setting game for him on Friday, most assists in a game, most assist, most points by a defenseman um, assists, five assists and six points on that night. There 13 Huskies had at least one multi-point game this weekend. Um, and St. Cloud state talk about special teams a little bit too. They were seven for 13 on special teams. When I say that they went four for five on the power play, and they scored three shorthanded goals on eight penalty kills and were perfect on the kill. I mean, incredible. You know, it doesn't matter if you beat a team that bad. Those are still pretty incredible numbers. And we've seen it all year from this Huskies team. They have one of the best penalty kills in the nation. Their power play is, uh, you know, it's producing at an unbelievable pace. Um, it definitely carried them through. They didn't have a strong opponent, but they didn't change the way that they played their game. And I think that's the thing that's the most encouraging. Just like Judd's Buds, you can find all MNCAA episodes on the Soda Pod feed with episodes dropping every Friday. Go follow the dedicated college hockey feed on Twitter at MN underscore NCAA. 
MNCAA was taken by some douchebag with zero followers that won't reply to Isha with our very lucrative USD cash offer. Um, now, Isha, who's the last show that we want to promote here this week? Brave the Wild. Joey has been in the Minnesota Wild podcast game since 2008. Here's a clip from the chiseled veteran. And that Ryan Hartman almost had a hat trick. He had multiple opportunities with a couple of goals. He just continues to be absolutely wonderful. Uh, the whole Dave Gagne comparison like I brought up last week, thanks to Judd Zolgad, uh, he just he just keeps getting better and better out there. Yeah, he's he's like the Dave Gagne for this wild team compared to the Dave Gagne with the North Stars in the late 80s, early 90s, the greatest video game era of all time and in a lot of things. That was a great era for a lot of things. Um, but late 80s, early 90s, um, Dave Gagne coming to the North Stars, be looking like a failed first-round pick with the New York Rangers, comes to Minnesota and, well, has a hell of a career. Uh, obviously, he ends up playing on other teams as well, but still, for a while there with the North Stars and Stanley Cup run and all that, Hartman, hopefully, hopefully we go on a Cup run, but actually win it this time. And this team, I think, has the pieces to possibly do that. It's no guarantee, but you certainly have the locker room togetherness and, you know, Dean Evison continues to bring it up every show. And it's like, it's part of it's like, yeah, we finally got rid of those those guys, those locker room lawyers. You know who they are. And it, and it isn't just two guys. It's probably about three, four, five of them. They're finally all gone. I mean, it's just, it's over. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, in a lot of ways. Uh, but multiple goals for Ryan Hartman. He's on pace for like 39. It, it, he's still there. He's still hanging around late January. It's looking less and less like a fluke and more and more like he's he's improved. He's looking like a first-round pick now. Legitimate. Rem Pitlick would score the other. Is anybody surprised? No, not really. But 8-2. to two. And this kind of gives me old memories of an 8 nothing loss in Montreal with the Minnesota North Stars. 8 nothing loss to a pretty good Montreal Canadian team that went on to win the Stanley Cup 92-93 in our final season in Minnesota. The Minnesota North Stars. That team's final season, unfortunately, thanks to your great friend uh norm greed with a with a yeah you have to throw in the, the d instead of the n norm greed took the team to dallas texas to make a quick profit sell them and adios amigo it's like really dude really you know it doesn't get much worse than that like that's ugh. He, he treated the team like a like a little commodity you know a little commodity you know i'm gonna buy a little gold here little gold up oh, it went up okay sell buy that's basically how he treated the north stars thanks norm <laughs> thanks buddy that was, yeah, he literally bought the team for that purpose. How did I get into that? Get your questions in every week by following at Brave the Wild and listen by searching Brave the Wild Minnesota Wild Podcast. All right. Thanks to everybody tuning in on Google, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I mean, wherever you get your podcasts from, the best thing you can do for us or any of of the content that you heard in this podcast episode uh you can go on itunes and apple Podcasts, give us and give them five stars and a kind review it goes such a long way you're already supporting us by listening to this episode so you might as well go and review us as well if you're Jones for more hockey content, go listen through our website, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And on your app, please download the episode before you listen, as it just helps all of our business. You can follow myself at VI Sports Talk. You can follow Hoppy at State of Hoppy. And of course, you can find the Soda Pod on all platforms at the Soda Pod. Signing off, I'm Isha Dromi alongside the State of Hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, buddy? We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.